This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Hello, everyone. Um, Brandon, can you hear me out there? I sure can, Mike. I've been sorry, everybody. I've had a lot of problems setting up here. I don't know how clear my screen is. Um, Looks good. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna what we're gonna do here tonight, everyone. We're gonna. I guess we can recap CPAC. Why don't we do that? And then uh, we're gonna be uh, talking to everybody. I know that uh, tech people are working on getting it set up here. For um, we're gonna do a. We're gonna announce everybody a class action lawsuit tonight against the machines, all machines, the voting machines in this country to get rid of them once and for all, that they're gonna be deemed effective devices. We've got, uh, so stay tuned for that, get everybody you can on. I tried to get on my Facebook to test it tonight, but that doesn't seem to work. Um, so if, uh, hopefully they'll come over anyway, Brandon, but we're gonna, get a, we're gonna get a thing up here. We have the tech people working on it right now, everybody, we're going to be, uh, you're going to be able to sign a petition to get rid of them. And then also, if you are a county clerk, county commissioner, supervisor, uh, town committee member, uh, there's all different ones in all these counties throughout the United States. Now would be the night. Or if you know one of them, we're going to have a form up. You're going to be able to fill it out and get it to us, kind of like when we recruited everybody for the Cyber Symposium. We want to hear from the officials. And we'll get back to you and we'll set up that you too can be a part of this class action lawsuit. Uh, we've been working on it for over five months, Brandon. It's, uh, uh, but the day is here and uh, I want to get everybody involved. But why don't we, why don't we recap CPAC um, before we, and everyone can get everybody on here while we're doing that. Um, I've got a, I'm going to have a little bit of problems. I can see this here. Um, but um, so anybody at CPAC, you guys, you might have seen me in the news, Brandon. With uh, it was uh, it was a fun-filled four days with uh, reporters for me anyway. Everyone said, "Well, Mike, uh, you didn't get to be on the main stage at CPAC." True, I didn't. I don't think Fox or even CPAC wanted to be up on the main stage talking about the truth in this country that we need to get rid of the machines and uh, this cyber attack and everything that's happened. It's not just that, everybody, but the reason I keep on and on about the machine and the computers is no matter what we do, if we still have that, it's over, everybody. It's over. It's that simple. It's not like, oh, oh boy, Mike's got a vendetta against the machine companies. It's just the opposite, Brandon. You know, when we were at CPAC, everybody, what happens is the media... I call them the bad media, but they've actually been pretty good to me. They've attacked me for a year, so I've been able to use them to get the word out. I know it sounds twisted, but it's all we got. Um, and um, so what they do is they troll through CPAC they, like little like sharks, and they beam in on you. They come at you. The first ones that came after me were four guys from the Washington Post, and they swarmed me down below, going up the escalator and down the other side. And and I said, um, of course, they all had masks on. You know, they don't want to know who you are. They, they used to say, yeah, you can always, you can actually tell the bad media when they're all wearing masks. But 
Um, anyway, they came up and they swore me and I said, I said, you guys are horrible. They're, they were asking me just, well, why, why aren't you on stage? Why is it, why is it Mike Pence here? I, you know, all these things I go, I don't know. So what does that do about machines and the election? And I, I mean, it's just crazy. But, uh, I, anyway, I told him they were terrible journalists and photographer. The guy's taking photography. He goes, oh, no, he's the best photographer ever. I go, I'll bet he, I said, you're from the Washington Post. I said, I'll bet he's not as good as that one guy that took the famous picture from a quarter mile away. And he said, oh, that is him. You're talking about the one so, at the White House that had the papers. The one at the White House. So I got his picture. I, I had to get his picture. Well, well, you got a picture. Uh, you mean you got a picture with him? Yeah, I got a picture with him. I, I mean, that picture is, I mean. I got the picture of the guy that took the picture that changed history. Right. You know, and uh, uh, no, I wanted that. But but um, the thing of it was they, they went through their all these media went through their and asked these ridiculous questions like, you know, last year, who get what were the lawyers that gave you those, that picture? I go a year ago. I go, you know what? This is all election deflection. And I I, I finally I go, you know what? What are you a traitor? And. The people around me started calling this one guy a traitor, this Bob Robert Koska. So that went viral. If anyone didn't see that, then and that, media guy, that guy was from up. CBS, right? Yeah, it was CBS. Then media came up and they attacked me. And I said, "You have my phone number." I said, "You're the only media in the country that she didn't have my phone number." And then uh, USA Today. Then we had USA Today, and then Vice. Yeah, USA Today. After I got out with my speech, Brandon came up and actually took his badge off. And there's USA Today. And we have that one on film. We have that one on film. Right after your speech in the exhibit hall, we, we filmed it. So we have that one on film, and we have the one with Vice that night on film. Yeah, and Vice was just horrible. I've forgotten how bad they were. They're so far down, you guys, that I forgot their names because they're just, they're, 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 they write about the, the, their whole agenda is just to destroy any, uh, um, anything good as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I've now that I know, I've gotten to know them. That it's the people there. I'm sure there's some good journalists, and there are. I mean, when I say deep down, they're good, but they're they've been brainwashed and they've been that's their job that they teach them in college. It's so sad that they teach them to attack. I told the I told the all, all of them there was at least five or six different groups. I said, Why is it in our country? Do you guys hate hate me and my employees that much that you can you can protect a company called Dominion? You don't do one article about them. You don't do anything about them because they're such a loving company that you've heard the name for years, like you have my, my pillow. But yet they attack my pillow and, and twenty seven hundred employees and their families. My employees have asked, you know, why does the media do that? And I said, you know, I don't know. I didn't change. They, the, I did not change. They changed to me they're changed to me but remember brandon they've done it many times before to me and i've seen it happen to other people they don't care when donald trump first came out and said fake news i got a new one evil news evil news pure evil i mean it's pure evil and and um you know i don't need them anymore uh, you know we've got glendale tv we've got frank speech uh, I just got on uh, Truth Social today, the president's great new platform. Uh, he did a shout out there. Um, you know, people said, well, was it a, you know, was it a waste of time to come to CPAC? You weren't on the stage. 
No, I mean, it went out viral. I mean, we, we had great interviews. You guys had, you and Emerald had great interviews. Emerald Robertson was there with us debuting. And, and, um, and, uh, and by the way, some of the people we interviewed included the president of Brazil's son, Eduardo Bolsonaro, who's also elected right. to Congress with 2 million votes. I think the most votes ever for a congressman in Brazil. We had on right. at the desk with us with you, Governor, the, uh, the uh, Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton. We had at the desk with you, Ben Carson. We had Lee Greenwood, and you phoned in for that because you you already had right. to go to another meeting. We had with us uh, Dr. Peter McCullough at the desk, Dr. Robert Malone at the desk. Um, I mean, we had Carrie Lake. I mean, we had we had a slew of people. We had, right. by the way, two, which I don't think you've seen yet, but we're going to pull some of the clips so you can see them and we'll play them here. Two ladies from China, born and raised in China, Chinese dissidents, if you will, here in America. Talked about the machines, right? Yeah, they were saying, I said, yeah. what do you make of uh, Mike Lindell talking about China hacking our elections? And they're like, well, he's right. I mean, everybody knows what China can do. And they went into great depth about China. They went into great depth about China co-opting members of Congress, adopt, uh, co-opting our media. They went into the, the companies in America that sound like American names that are actually fronts for China, Chinese Communist Party that the American people are investing in and they don't know it. I mean, these ladies went, and I don't think these two ladies may have not known each other, but I interviewed them separately, and they went into so much detail about China taking over our country, and both of them said, what is happening today in America reminds them of what they personally went through in China. Right, and that, and that uh, you know, I'm finding out that um, I've talked to people in uh, Venezuela, I've talked to people in uh, um, Australia, even in Canada, they're, it's like they're, all of these all of these places are, you know, like Venezuela's completely gone. But they see, you know, what what happens when elections are stalled, and you can see something that didn't feel right, didn't make sense, and you can't put your finger on it. And uh, you know, here we were blessed that we were able to show all the, see all the other fraud too that's been coming up everywhere, all the election crimes. But when you can't see it, when it's inside a computer. Or a machine, it can, it can. You're never getting it back, everybody. And that's where our focus is going to be. Right now, um, I've been telling. I teased it a few times, but it's here right now. We've been, we've been working on this for five months, um, and, uh, and along with all the other stuff. And by the way, out there, Supreme Court complaint. We're looking at March. That's what I heard from attorney generals um, um, later March. But that, remember, that's the change the laws now this, the laws that were broken i just talked to michigan today brandon talked to the people in michigan and we're gonna have uh we're gonna they're doing a big petition right now they need um the signatures they need i believe it's five hundred thousand signatures and that what that does that will get us or they want to put it so they can't do the illegal things that were done in 2020 such as their secretary of state sent out like seven million ballots out to, so they they need they need three hundred some thousand signatures. They need uh they're going to try and get five hundred thousand. But I'm going to tell you. So what they, what's happening in Michigan is, they call it George Soros, call it they whoever they are, call it with them. They're paying people to not to not give their signature, paying them to not give their signature. It's the craziest thing. It's just they're fighting every step of the way um, to, to block everything that they're trying to do in Michigan. 
realize Michigan has a lot in common with with uh, Georgia. The corruption in the poli- the, poli- in the, poli- the politicians are so corrupt in both those states. Now, Grant, and that should tell you all, that's a commonality of criminals in those two states. Okay, but what is different is you have Democrats over there in Georgia. I mean, in uh, in Michigan, Secretary of State, the Governor, and that, and over here in in Georgia, you have Republicans. Ratzenberger, biggest criminal in the country, probably tied with a lot of a couple others now that we've mentioned. But but these aren't just politicians that are that are doing stuff so so wrong against their own party or against or against the people. I would say. They're doing it. It's criminal. It's absolutely criminal. And and um, so there. This is these are the blocks. So you even have blocks. And even though even though Michigan is controlled by uh, Republican legislatures, they told me that it's deep corruption. It's deep corruption. So we, as the people of the United States, we—that's Democrats, Republicans, liberals, conservatives—the people. I'm talking about Brandon. Not the politicians, not the political parties. We need to take matters into our own hands. And that's what we're doing tonight. What we're going to do with this class action lawsuit against the machines to get rid of the machines and the computers in the United States of America to get in our elections. So I want it. Well, why don't we do the problem? Why don't you show? Let's show those. Uh, what we're going to do, we'll show the, the the couple you had in our in our in our booth, and then I'm going to show everybody uh, the Halderman. Um, you have that video, right, Brandon? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We have the Halderman video, but what 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 about the booth? You know, didn't you have the two gals from China? Oh no, we have to chop that up. We haven't chopped that up yet. Okay, well then, what we're going to do? Well, then, we can grab gonna... some of it. We can grab some of it while we play the Halderman thing. Yeah. Um, well. It was just, it's just control. This is going to be our theme all week, everybody. My theme on my show all week long for at least half the show, because this is, I've waited for this. We have to get everyone, every county clerk, commissioners, um, all these, everybody on board uh, to sign this uh, class action lawsuit. That's the only way we're going to get rid of these machines. We need to get rid of them. And and then all the, and then the, the American people will get a petition up. I believe they're working on that now. Do you know how close they are with the of getting that up? Why don't we go to the Why don't we go to the video of the Halderman? How long is the Halderman tape? It's six minutes. Yeah. Why don't we put that up, everybody? I want you all to watch this. Remember, it's not just Dominion; it's all the machines. Dominion just has to be. They're just right out front. Is the some criminals are right out front with it, like Brad Rasselberger. Some hide in the shadows, like Chris Carr in Georgia. You know. So, I mean, Dominion just puts it right out there in Smartmatic. ES&S, Hart, Diable, they hide in the wings, Brandon. They hide, They sit back and go, hey, boy, if they get caught, we're the new team, right? They're the new criminals, you know. They're the new machines. And, and, and anyone out there, just so you know, everybody, you cannot – I've had people say, well, Mike, why don't, we, why don't we get machines made in the USA instead of China? It doesn't matter. A computer is a computer is a computer. These, these voting machines were built to steal elections. They were built to steal countries. They were built to um, compromise any uh, down tickets. We're finding down tickets like uh, everywhere that happened. Uh, uh, it was used in Colorado in, uh, in, um, 
2021 elections, Brandon, in all the right. in, uh, it's any elections, everybody. They're hackable. These machines, even if you found one, let's just say you found a company that was on the up and up and they had the machines. Well, do we do you really want to risk everything you have? We're living it now to lose your country forever because somebody hacks in. Right. Remember, Democrats warned us of this. This is what, you know, all of a sudden it's okay with them because that because China picked them. Right. You know, and uh, so let's show that six minute clip, everybody. And uh, um, I'm going to I'm going to check with uh, check with this uh, the guys to see if they got the website up where all of you can get involved signing up. We are going to have the biggest petition in history. We are going to get every single county clerk, every single commi county commissioner uh, to help us with sign their and they can learn more. We'll, we'll put a thing up where they can fill out a form just to learn more. We're going to really uh, uh, we've got uh, a couple weeks to get. I want to get as many on the class action lawsuit. The more the more we have on there, the better. But remember, everybody, this is a class action lawsuit. Brandon, just imagine having bad brakes on your car. Right. 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 Machines are defective, everybody. They're defective. They're supposed to give you what, Brandon? What are they supposed to give us? The machines? They're supposed to give us free and fair elections, but they're not. Come on now. <laughs> you know, wow. That's craziness now. Don't talk like that. They're also not supposed to certify elections if you have more votes than voters in Pennsylvania, but they did that anyway. Well, see that? See, you take you take the machines. Now, how can you end up with more votes than voters? You think people, everybody, do you think in Pennsylvania that thousands of people just came walking into Pennsylvania and said, "Hey, we're from we're from we're from New York. We're gonna we're gonna vote here." Is that okay with you guys? <laughs> Nobody will know. Do you think people, all the people that uh, that they, do you think a bunch of people sat in a room and just forged names? And went over by that? No, it took one button. Ding! Oh, we need more voters. Ding! Let's make it look like Donald Trump lost Pennsylvania by a lot. Ding! Oh, well, you guys, he's already, he's already up almost a million votes in the middle of the night here. What are we going to do? Have no fear. Computer world is here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is where we're at. Let's go ahead and show that film. Chairman Burr, Vice Chairman Warner, and members of the committee, Thank you for inviting me to speak with you today about the security of U.S. elections. I'm a professor of computer science and have spent the last 10 years studying the electronic voting systems that our nation relies on. My conclusion from that work is that our highly computerized election infrastructure is vulnerable to sabotage and even to cyber attacks that could change votes. These realities risk making our election results more difficult for the American people to trust. I know America's voting machines are vulnerable because my colleagues and I have hacked them repeatedly as part of a decade of research studying the technology that operates elections and learning how to make it stronger. We've created attacks that can spread from machine to machine like a computer virus and silently change election outcomes. We've studied touchscreen and optical scan systems and in every single case, we've found ways for attackers to sabotage machines and to steal votes. These capabilities are certainly within reach for America's enemies. As you know, states choose their own voting technology. And while some states are doing well with security, others are alarmingly vulnerable. 
This puts the entire nation at risk. In close elections, an attacker can probe the most important swing states or swing counties, find areas with the weakest protection, and strike there. In a close election year, changing a few votes in key uh, localities could be enough to tip national results. The key lesson from 2016 is that these threats are real. We've heard that Russian efforts to target voter registration systems um, struck 21 states, and we've seen reports detailing efforts to spread an attack from an election technology vendor to local election offices. Attacking vendors and municipalities could have put Russia in a position to sabotage equipment on election day, causing machines or poll books to fail, and causing long lines or disruption. They could have engineered this chaos to have a partisan effect by striking places that lean heavily towards one candidate. Some say the fact that voting machines aren't directly connected to the Internet makes them secure, but unfortunately this is not true. Voting machines are not as distant from the Internet as they may seem. Before every election, they need to be programmed with races and candidates. That programming is created on a desktop computer, then transferred to voting machines. If Russia infiltrated these election management computers, it could have spread a vote-stealing attack to vast numbers of machines. I don't know how far Russia got, um, uh, or whether they managed to interfere with equipment on election day, but there's no doubt that Russia has the technical ability to commit widespread attacks against our voting system, as do other hostile nations. I agree with James Comey uh, when he warned here two weeks ago, we know they're coming after America and they'll be back. We must start preparing now. Fortunately, there's a broad consensus among cybersecurity experts about measures that would make America's election infrastructure much harder to attack. I've co-signed a letter that I've entered into the record from over 100 leading computer scientists, security experts, and election officials that recommends three essential steps. First, we need to upgrade obsolete and vulnerable voting machines, such as paperless touchscreens, and replace them with optical scanners that count paper ballots. Uh, this is a technology that 36 states already use. Paper provides a physical record of the vote that simply can't be hacked. President Trump made this point well on Fox News the morning, after, uh, the morning of the election. He said, there's something really nice about the old paper ballot system. You don't worry about hacking. Second, we need to use the paper to make sure that the computer results are right. This is a common sense quality control, and it should be routine. Using what's known as a risk-limiting audit, officials can check a small random sample of the ballots to quickly and affordably provide high assurance that the election outcome was correct. Only two states, Colorado and New Mexico, currently conduct audits that are robust enough to reliably detect cyber attacks. Lastly, we need to harden our systems against sabotage and raise the bar for attacks of all sorts by conducting comprehensive threat assessments and applying cybersecurity best practices to the design of voting equipment and the management of elections. These are affordable fixes. Replacing insecure paperless voting machines nationwide would cost $130 to $400 million. Running risk-limiting audits nationally for federal elections would cost less than $20 million a year. These amounts are vanishingly small compared to the national security improvement they'd buy. 
State and local election officials have an extremely difficult job, even without having to worry about cyber attacks by hostile governments. But the federal government can make prudent investments to help them secure elections and uphold voters' confidence. We all want election results that we can trust. If Congress works closely with the states, we can upgrade our election infrastructure in time for 2018 and 2020. But if we fail to act, I think it's only a matter of time until a major election is disrupted or stolen in a cyber attack. Thank you for the opportunity to testify today and for your leadership on this critical matter. I look forward to answering any questions. Now, now Brandon, let me tell you a couple of takeaways I took from that. First of all, everybody, now that was Professor Halderman, right? Right. And everyone, now everybody must realize this, or you need to realize, he wasn't a big Trump fan. He was, you could fact check me. Not that that matters. He was in a profession. He was just went in there and said, this is what it is. It is what it is. He had, and they had done a 10 year study. Did you hear that? Yep, sure did. Yeah. Well, everybody, there's a couple things there. They said, oh, Colorado and Mexico. Now, this is before that, that was before 2018. Had the best uh, way to uh, uh, monitor it or whatever. No, Colorado, it was the worst. Colorado, they had it covered up. It was the biggest cover up ever. Remember, Dominion's based in Colorado. They deleted the 2020 election in Colorado. And uh, Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State of Colorado, is in on. We have her. She's committed felonies. She's committed crimes. So is Dominion. Uh, we have the, what they deleted. Brandon, these are all these things are going to be in this. Uh, you 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 pile them up. You can pile them all up. You can run up to New Hampshire. New Hampshire, they deleted. We just did a show on how Harry Hersey deleted uh, deleted the cards up there with the Diabold owned by Dominion Machines. Um, you guys, the bottom line is this. They were worried, if you heard there, they were worried about Russia, 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 and, you know, hacking in to the machines. These were the Democrats when they did, uh, uh, what was that called, um, the movie? Uh, Kill Chain. The movie Kill Chain. And, but, and, and Hacking Democracy, two films, actually. Right. They did these movies, everybody, and these were the Democrats, and they said, these machines are defective, they're hackable. Uh, my own, my own uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar, who's a Democrat in Minnesota, she said it. Kamala Harris said it. The list goes on and on and on and on. And if you heard what he said there, everybody he said, this could, if we don't do something, this, what could happen in a future election, it's over. Well, it happened. Now, was it Russia? No, it was China. You know, but, you know, it really doesn't matter who it was at this point. It matters. All right. Did we lose Mike? I think he froze on us. We'll get Mike right back. He is on the road traveling on business and not in his normal studio. So we've just lost connection with him. But we're going to get him right back. Before uh, we get him right back, I'll remind you that tonight, or let you know that tonight we'll also have with us at the uh, 8 o'clock Central Time Hour, Mike Lindell will be joining me at 8 o'clock Central along with Matt DiPerno, who is running for Attorney General uh, in Michigan. So Mike Liddell will be joining me on my show tonight at 8 o'clock Central, along with Matt DiPerno, uh, who is running for Attorney General in Michigan. 
And then we'll also have with us at 7.30, two of the people that are involved in the uh, convoy, the Freedom Convoy, two of those folks will be with us as well tonight at 7.30 Central Time. And then Annie Cyrus will join us because now we're getting reports that more of the Afghans that were brought in by the Biden administration have walked off that are now identified as having serious, troubling backgrounds. I think we're up to 50. I think the figure I heard today was 50. We'll let Annie verify that tonight. 50 Afghans that have walked off with troubling backgrounds. That usually means serious security problems. We'll see if my uh, memory serves me correctly with a report from Annie Cyrus tonight. Of course, we'll also have the latest about Russia and Ukraine. We did a big one hour today with Dr. Peter Vincent Pry. We're also hearing reports tonight and verified some of them that some of the reports coming out of Russia and Ukraine are not accurate. They're actually, some of them are from video games. So it seems as though some of the in the media are stoking for war. Again, election deflection. We've made reconnection with Mike Lindell. Mike? Boy, you're... Boy, you're really getting those rhymes in tonight, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it, it really is, everybody. When we use the word election deflection, and I don't know how good my signal's coming in. I apologize tonight. I'm, I've been on the road. I've been in four, a lot of states, four or five states the last six days. Um, we are doing something right now that this is how we're going to get our country back. The machines need to be gone, everybody. Gone. The computer's gone. We need to have paper ballots. We have the whole replacement system ready to go with cameras. It's beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. If you're tuning in late here, we just showed you the film uh, or the, of the clip there of, uh, um, of uh, Professor Halderman telling a couple years ago, three, four years ago, hey, if these machines are defective, they must go. Incidentally, Brandon, they're holding, they're holding up his report um, you know that they that they're still hiding from us. That uh, he did a this a twenty five thousand word report how the machines are. It was a, le a legal affidavit, was it not an affidavit? Right. Yeah. It's a yeah yeah. And they uh, they've been they've been hiding that. They want to hide from all of us. Well, anyway, everybody, if you're just tuning in, we're going to be doing a class action lawsuit that, uh, against these machines, all of them that they're defective. Now, I, can you check to see, Brandon, or did you? Or otherwise, we're going to go to a commercial break. I want you to check and see if they got the website up where everybody can go as a commissioner. Do you know, um, the, do you know what the URL is, what the website is? No, no. Why don't you go to, go to a commercial break, and, and, uh, and we'll, we'll get a point. I want to check and see if it's up there. This is really important. All right. We also, if we have time, we have a little surprise for you tonight out of Georgia. A little surprise, someone stopped by our booth at CPAC uh, and, and it was quite interesting who this individual is and what they said about voter crimes that they personally witnessed in Georgia. Time allows we can play that clip for Mike and give him a little surprise tonight. We'll be- Why, why don't we go, why don't we play that then and why we're, why we're checking on this? Uh, okay, Logan, gonna be Logan says he wants to be able to go to one commercial and then play it so he can keep, get, it, get it all okay. queued up. All right, all right, let's go. It's a little discombobulated tonight, everybody, but this stuff is happening so fast. Okay, here we go. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. Hey, CEO Logan. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and my pillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. 
For example, you can get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99 a set. That's a savings of 60% and the lowest price in history. And remember, they're made with the world's best cotton, grown where the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River all meet. They come with my 10-year warranty, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99, the lowest price in history. If you do it right now, I'm also going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried canceling myself and my pillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. For a limited time, you can get my brand new product, My Slippers, for 50% off. That's the lowest price ever. And remember, My Slippers come with an exclusive four-layer design. These layers combine to give you amazing comfort and support and help reduce stress on your feet. And with the durable indoor-outdoor sole, you can wear My Slippers anytime, anywhere. I personally guarantee these will be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my slippers for 50% off, the lowest price in history. And if you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Welcome back, Mike. Hey, okay, everybody. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about what we're going to do here to get rid of the machines in our country, all of them. And um, you guys, we're doing a class action lawsuit. We've been working on four or five months against all the machines. And I've got some great lawyers, believe me, Brandon, we've been working on this. Machines are, it's like, it's a defective product, okay? That's what it's under. They're all defective. All of them, you guys, all of them, they're defective. If you can't have, they're supposed to give you a fair election. If you can hack into them, they're defective. And that's what they are. There's no, not one machine made that can say they can't be hacked on the voting machine. Zero. Not one, zero. Okay. Um, and uh, anyway, so. And, and we do if, have, we have that surprise for you whenever you're ready. Okay. Um well, you want to show that? Yeah, show that. And then when, when you get done with that, we're gonna, I'm going to show you where all the petition is and stuff. So go out, let's see what we got. All right, this is Susie Boyles. She stopped by our booth at CPAC. And uh, you're, uh, you're going to want to see this. This is pretty interesting. Watch this. Tell me about 
You're finding these ballots in Fulton County. I've been a 20-year poll manager in Fulton County. A 20-year poll manager. Poll you started manager. when you were 12 or what? No, 5. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I was a precocious child. Yes, you were. A very was, smart child. So where did you find these? So um, there were a lot of irregularities, but we were called in to do what they were calling it, a hand count audit, but it, it wasn't. It was just pushing papers back and forth, you know, you would count 10, and then you'd give them to me to verify that you had counted 10. It, it was not a true audit. But What would it take to be a real audit, a true audit? What would it have taken it to be a real audit? Yeah. First of all, they would have needed, um, I think what we need to do is go to, to people, what has been suggested, an outside auditing firm. Right. Remember, this is probably 10 days after the election when there were some discrepancies, and so they were trying to verify their count make sure their count was correct, and they, they called in poll managers, assistant managers, to come and, and do this count. But I think if we had an outside, um, you know, one of the big accounting firms would be great, somebody who is independent, somebody who is not involved. And I've, I've thought long and hard about this, but what I was given and with my partner was a box of 800, and there were, that means there were eight batches in there of a hundred apiece, but one, one particular batch, most of the ballots looked a little um, interesting anyway, but one particular batch I could verify, it had a hundred and ten ballots in it. Two were for Trump, one was for Jorgensen, and a hundred and seven were for Biden. The first thing that drew my attention to it was the fact that I touched these things and there wasn't a fold in them. And these were supposed to have been mailed. These were supposed to be absentee ballots. And so, you know, I'm feeling the paper, and the paper felt different. When you've been feeling this paper for over 20 years, you kind of have an idea of what it feels like. What did it feel like, regular copy paper? The, it, the texture of it, no, it did not feel like regular copy paper. It was heavier, but there was, there was something about the texture that wasn't normal. The other fact was there were no folds in them. And then the, the other thing that drew my attention to it, we were only supposed to look at the presidential ballot, but remember, we had a lot of things that people were thinking had gone awry. That Joseph Biden, remember the test you used to take as a child where you had to bubble it in? Yeah. And you were told, bubble the whole thing in right. or it won't count. Well, uh, it turns out the manufacturer of the machines has a library of over 2,500 marks that they can put on to these ballots, and they're pretty proud of that fact. Who is the manufacturer of the machine? I'm not allowed to say because I'm under a restraining order. Who's got you under a restraining order? The company. Okay, okay, all right. So, so but, I, but I think you can figure out who the... Yeah, I think I can. So, the, the so wait a minute. Why are you under a restraining order by the company? Are they suing you? They sent that out, I think, blanket to everybody who was So you involved. got a letter. I got a letter from an attorney up in the Washington, D.C. area. But these ballots, i got to tell you about the rest of them. Not only was the Biden ballot mark unusual because there was like a little white eclipse, there were also votes for senators. There were House people, you know, our, our, our state senators. There were referendums on the ballot. There was even water and soil conservation in Fulton County. Of those 107 ballots, this was the condemning kind of final nail in the coffin for me that these were fraud was the fact that every single one of those 107 ballots was voted identically. Now, I've done this for such a what long time. What do you mean, time. voted identically? So in other words, 
not only did were 107 votes for Biden, but our guy running for soil and conservation got 107 votes. That's so unusual. People don't so always down vote. So down tickets were all identical. And so it's like someone took one ballot and made 106 copies. Correct. And um, the referendums were all identical. Some people don't even know how to vote on a referendum. So finding that many ballots in one batch identical, that's, that's unprecedented and I believe it's statistically impossible. So what did you do? Yeah, absolutely. So what did you do when you saw that information? Did you call it to anyone's attention? I did. We were given a little piece of paper to hold up, and if we had a question or something we needed to verify or check, they said, oh, no, no, that's not a problem. Keep counting. But this drew such commotion that there were people who had taken pictures. I was on this side of the desk. People from the other side had taken pictures to verify these ballots, and you can see there are no folds. So you didn't take pictures, but other people did. It was not legal. No. It was not legal to take pictures? No, it wasn't. So no one has pictures of this? There are pictures of it, but I did not take pictures. Okay, so other people did, even though they're not really supposed to. Is that because they were so bothered by it? They just did it? I think they found it was so unusual that they really wanted to, to, to verify it. and document So there are pictures to prove what you're saying? Oh, yes. And there are other people who can prove what I'm saying, including the, the woman who is counting ballots with me. We all filled out an affidavit. And, and would, that one, would that woman have been of the other party? Unfortunately, that was another thing I think they did wrong. They put um, someone who is not only of my same party, but, but fortunately for them, both of us are Christians, both of us are honest people, and neither of us would ever do anything dishonest, particularly with the ballot, because we're sworn in, in our... Our opening statement that when we go to work that day that we will do whatever we can to prevent fraud, abuse, or deceit during the election or the continuance thereof. So you take an oath. Oh, yes, we do. And see, this was the continuance thereof. So even though the management of this system was sloppy by them, we fulfilled our oath. So when you raised your card and you said we have a problem, what happened? They just told us to go on. Nothing so, to see here? Nothing to see here. But um, what I did is, you know, tr numbers can be transposed very easily, particularly if it's a long time before you can do something. Um, we took a break. That was our last there. I wrote down the box and the batch numbers, and we sealed the box properly. And... There's a chain of custody where you seal it with the Secretary of State seal, and then you sign that. Right. To so that if the seal is broken, the signature is messed up, and you can tell it's been opened. Correct. You can't just slowly peel it off. It would rip. You'd mess the signature up. You'd be able to tell this thing was just broken. Correct. The seal was broken. Correct. Anyway. So you did that. We did that, and then um, the next day somebody had heard what I had seen, and they wanted me to go ahead and write an affidavit. And so I did write an affidavit. Uh, actually, I have to be very honest with I prayed about it first because protecting the elections is so important to me. I wasn't sure whether this was right because I knew I was probably going to lose my job over this. But I went ahead. What did you do? Um, the next day I, I called the person that wanted to write my affidavit, and I said, this is part of telling the truth. I've got to tell the truth. And so 
did my affidavit. I wound up being in one case against um, our Secretary of State. I was also in the hearings, the Senate hearings, for um, on, on behalf of candidate Trump, and I revealed my testimony and our much to the dismay of those people who called the hearings. Um, this was our Senate Judiciary Committee. Anybody who was in there lost their chairmanship. Remember, the Republicans right now have um, control of the House. That means the Republicans are in the majority. That means they have the chairmanships. And all four men who did this lost their chairmanship. Okay, I want to make sure our answer is what you said. You guys took this to members of the state legislature who were chairman? Actually, it was a state senator who, yes, we did take it to them, but it was a state senator who is head of the Judiciary Committee who said, I'm going to call some hearings on this. And his purpose of the hearings was not only to hear testimony, but depending on that testimony, make recommendations to the whole body and to our governor. Okay. And, but you're telling, go back to, go back to the fact that four people who were chairman lost their jobs. Explain who they four were. They lost their chairmanships. One of them was Senator Brandon Beach. One of them was, uh, Senator Burt Jones. One of them was Senator Greg Dolezal. And another, um, was, um, you know what? That's all right. You got three out of four. That's Matt pretty good. And our, the senator who called this was Senator William Ligon, and Senator Ligon um, was retiring, but to his credit, he could have just said, I'm done. This was December 3rd when we're calling but this four hearing. Of these, <coughs> four of these men in the state legislature of Georgia who were willing to look into this all lost their chairmanships. Yes, because they also recommended that we not certify the vote. There was too many questions that the, there needed to be a deeper investigation. And our, our lieutenant governor went on the news nightly saying there was no fraud, there was no Who is your lieutenant governor? Our lieutenant governor is not running again, but it's Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan. And, of course, your governor is Brian Kemp. Yes, that's correct. And so when these men lost their chairmanships, that's the Republicans doing it to them. Unfortunately, it is. So, uh, here we go. We come back right there. So that, uh, first of all, your response to that, and I'll tell you what uh, she went on to say later, because she wanted to say something later. But I, before we run out of time, I wanted to respond to that. Uh, but you're going to want to see the other half of what she said tomorrow night, because it gets even worse. Yeah, you guys, we're going to show this tomorrow night. I just seen this for the first time with you all. I will make a promise right here. What we just seen will not be in vain. This is, you guys, this went on all over our country. The only thing different in Georgia is their bigger criminals in Georgia. From Rassenberger is the biggest criminal in the United States of America. But remember, this crime happened in every state. They're just covered it up. Brad Rassenberger, you just heard the Lieutenant Governor, all those guys in Georgia, these senators, this is what we've gone through in our country. They lost their jobs. This nice lady here was a watcher. She found that it's impossible. 107 identical ballots all the way through the down tickets. The paper was different. Brandon, we just heard out of, you know, out of Arizona, you know, hundreds or tens of thousands of the paper that wasn't from the election. You know, all the stuff that came out of that Arizona audit. And then you got over there like, you know, I'm sorry, but uh, you know what, Rusty Bowers, why are you blocking it over there? 
Karen Fan, why don't you pull down that election? They're sitting over there right now in Arizona. They have the granted. They have the people over in Arizona to pull it down. They don't have the deep cover up that happened back then in Georgia. They they've got obstruction. You have Rusty Bowers. You have Governor Ducey. You know all these criminals over in Arizona. But it's too late there. That's out already out. These guys, and one of the things everybody you heard there, did you hear she's got a restraining order by the company, and she wouldn't say the company's name, but I can. It rhymes with Dominion. And that's not just an opinion. It rhymes with criminal Dominion. You guys, I want to do a call to action for all of you out here. This whole week, Every night, we're going to show this lady uh, the rest of her thing. What is her name? Susie? Susie Boyles. And what she, she then goes into, you're going to love this. She personally knows Brad and has for a long time. She's going to tell you quite a bit. She's also going to tell you about test ballots. Test ballots and what she uh, saw happen with those. Wow. Well, you know, I think if I'm Brian Kemp, you know, I don't even have to see it. I can kind of, I I, if I'm Brian Kemp, I, I think he should become evidence. He should turn himself in for the whole country. Turn in, go go evidence against, go against Brad Rassenberg and the rest of the crime family in Georgia. Flip. flip. You know, flip. Kemp, Brian Kemp, save our country. Help save our country. We're going to get to you anyway. You can get a heck of a deal right now, probably. I don't know how that works. But I'll tell you what, you can save your country. In God's eyes, you'd be a hero. Repent, get on your knees and repent right now for the, the sins against humanity that you've committed. Brad Rassenberger, his ship has sailed. That, that guy is so dirty. You can feel the dirt spread over our country because of Brad Rassenberger. Um, well, and I'm telling you, everybody, so here's what we're going to do. We, I was down in Georgia, and we delivered 40-some thousand affidavits to Brian Kemp's office. They had to read them all. I seen a little video. They were reading them all. You know, somebody was reading them. Probably not Brad. Brad I mean, probably not Brian. He probably made everybody do it and said, what was on that? You know, as he was hiding in a closet. You know, somebody tell me when it's safe to come out. They're here downstairs. You know, let me know. I, I don't get to be over where Brad's at. You know, Brad's in a big bungalow or whatever hiding out. Um, but anyway, um, so what we're doing in the state of Georgia, Brad took over where he's even trying to get their voter rolls where they put them up in the cloud or whatever into Salesforce, another criminal, another criminal outfit. You know, this is it's sad when you see this nice lady did her job. She'd been doing it for decades and she sees something that she's there to catch. She has a restraining order against her, just like Brad. Brett, or I mean, um, all those people in Georgia and around the country that did the class action lawsuits against Dominion. Remember, everybody, Dominion sent out hundreds of letters, threatening letters to poll watchers. One of them was some uncle of a guy, of a gal that worked, just was at the poll. She was a poll watcher in Georgia. He got a letter and he wasn't even there, you know, Brandon. So, Dominion, it's like a crime family. That's what they do. When they go to cover this up, the crime runs deep. They don't care what they do. They don't care. That's why you see. That's why I tell you reporters out there. I'm going to do it one more time before we go to the call to action. All you guys out there, Robert Costco, when I said you're a, tra you're a traitor to our country, 
I consider all of you journalists out there traitors to our country. Traitors. Because you know what? You are investigative journalists. Journalists are supposed to go out and investigate. And you know, you all know, Dominion and all these machine companies, you know Ratzenberger is guilty of sin. They're all guilty. But none of you did your jobs. And if you did, you go, well, I, I, I'm going to have more fun attacking my pillow and, a, and, and people... Um, people in this country like this nice lady here and make make them, you know, restraining orders and put them on them and fire these other people that said, hey, there's a problem. There's a problem. Remember, the people didn't change. The politicians revealed themselves as the corrupt, evil people they are, like Brad Rassenberger. That's who revealed themselves. The evil revealed itself. We were living amongst all the evil, everybody. We, are, we were living, it was everywhere, right through our, our, our whole election system, through our politicians. They came here to take us once and for all, to take us down. And now you can all get involved. Granted, go to, you come to frankspeech.com, everybody. You're going to go to, you're going to click on fix2021st.com. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, just go to the tab, fix2021st. Okay, so you go to Frank Speech. Brandon, are you there? Yeah, am I doing this, Logan, or are you doing it? It's not working for some reason, but if you, you want to mirror my computer, mine's working. Okay. Uh, let's see if I'm, yep, I'm at CBCBS. Yeah, I'm there. Yep. He's go, gonna, to, he's go, gonna, to Frank, go to go to the homepage, everybody, of Frank. By the way, you can get us, find us on the App Store, too. At, um, All right, so there we are. You go to Fix 2021st right there, okay? If you click on prick fix 2021st. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can't see the tabs here. Read the tabs. The tabs are Professor Holderman's declaration. Okay, uh, so there's the declaration. You'll see how the, the, they're defective. Second one is class action lawsuit. Uh, yeah, that one, that's when, why don't we click on that? Yeah, here we go. And by the way, everybody, you can go down where it says proof from internet sources. You can see hundreds and hundreds of articles about Dominion and how these machines are are defective. Um, now, now, I don't know if this is the class, that's not the class action one I'm, we're talking about, I don't believe. Go down to the bottom once. Yep. No, that's not it. Let's see, me go no. back. Okay, then we have... There should be a petition there for people can sign up. I was hoping it was there by tonight. Okay, we have, we're being told we have to type in the URL, fix... Fix2021st.com. Okay. Okay, so they have to go to that website. All right. Is that it? There it is. Look at that. That's it, Mike. Okay. I'm sorry, everybody. We're going to have this on Frank speech tomorrow, but for tonight, go to Fix2021st.com. Here's where you can sign the petition. Let's see what we have here, Brandon. So you can view the document. You can sign the petition. And then are you a county official or an election official? Right. Here, here's what here's what I'm, I'm telling you all. I we want to get a hundred million, two hundred million people to sign this. But this isn't, but down below, that's to sign the petition. The machines are gonna be gone. We gotta have the new system with the paper ballot. Now down below, can you yep. up, please? I yep. wanna, okay, go down where it says, are you a county official or election official? Can we scroll up a little so I can see that? Yep. It's kind of, it's lagging on our end, but you should be able to see it now, hopefully. 
everybody, here, here's the deal. If you're a county official or election official, what does it say there, Brandon? I can't, we can't see it on it the says, screen. It says, are you a county official or an election official? Okay, put up then. They're going to fill out this. So you're going to fill this out, everybody, and you email it into my team. You email it in and fill out this form, and that's any of you out there. If you're a county clerk, if you're a town, like up in, up in New Hampshire, I was just up there. You guys are the ones that decide whether you have machines or not. Okay, a super election supervisor, county commissioners, all of you, if you know anybody in any, if any of you out there are grassroots that know any county commissioner clerk, you tell them to go to fix2021st.com. We're going to have it up here at Frank's Beach tomorrow too, front and center. It'll be, it'll be the biggest square. We're going to leave it up till we get every county commissioner on board we can. It's going to be right here, right below. It'll be about third or fourth square, everybody. But for now, go to fix2021st.com and you go there, sign the petition, you as an individual, get out there and tell your, your county commission, these are the people that make the decision, everybody, to buy those machines or not. We're going to get them at that level, everybody. We're going to get out of the level of the crooked Brad Rassenberg level. We'll go right down to that level. And if your county commissioner says to you, well, I love those machines. I think Dominion's a good name. I'm gonna name my I'm gonna name my dog after it, Dominion. There's something wrong with that guy. Okay, you can't. There is something wrong. You have to get rid of these machines. If you're a county clerk, sign this. It's just like when we did the cyber symposium, Brandon. We are gonna take in all this information. Um, myself, others will be reaching back out to you to get you part. You can sign on to this class action lawsuit. Remember. We are doing the biggest class action lawsuit, I hope, in history. I believe it will be the most important one for sure. This will be the most important class action lawsuit in the history of the United States, in the history of the world. This will remove the machines forever in voting. You can never have them. Other countries need to follow suit when we get done with this. All of them will put them all in prison. But in the meantime, we can't use them. They're defective. They're defective products, everybody. They are defective products. You wouldn't buy a car that didn't have brakes, would you, Brandon? No, absolutely not. Don't you buy a car to get to point A to point B? Yep. You buy a car to get to point A to point B. You buy these election things, these election devices, these computers for the elections. You buy them because they were supposed to give you the perfect elections, the, the, the fair elections. Instead, it was the opposite. They were built to steal elections. They were built to steal countries. They were built to steal positions in politics. Yep. That's all they were built for because there was nothing wrong with paper ballots, which we have now, paper that's, that's better than money. It's got more security on it than money. And we have the cameras. The cameras, with the, the, the cameras are the audit, Brandon. It's the most amazing replacement. You guys, you and your county, all your county clerks out there, too, if you give us your names and stuff on those sheets, you reach out to us, and we will also have more information on the replacement, and we will come out. We'll give you hands-on, one-on-one, one-on-one. It's confidential, too. You can talk to us anonymously uh, when we reach out to you. I know I, I'm so – what that's so great that this gal was able to come on, on your show, Brand. What a surprise for me. I'm so excited about that. Oh, you want to wait to hear what she goes on to say. Don't blow your mind. Yeah, this is amazing. Everybody, 
tell everyone we're going to show part we're going to show part two but we're going to show part one we're going to show it in its entirety tomorrow people need to see that people need to know what they've seen there brandon this needs to go out far and wide this is and it's not just a little anomaly you know that 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 happened in that box yeah this is planes to people people said to me you know what they said the other day i know we got to go but i want to tell you this it was said to me at 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 CPAC, some guy said, one of them reporters, one of those rotten journalists, the horrible journalists we have in this country, he says, well, where's, there's no evidence. And I to explain the machines to him that they was a cyber and all the stuff that went on. He goes, well, if you count the paper, they've counted the paper. It doesn't matter what goes on in the machines. You just heard it from her. Um, it's easy when you when you have counterfeit money, you count up in a poker game and you go, okay, I have eight hundred dollars. You have two hundred, and you come back and you relook at it and you find out all my money's counterfeit. Just go down to the Arizona audit. There's almost two hundred thousand pieces of paper that were counterfeit. And don't in forget, that- don't forget, uh, uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton told you and I in person at the news desk at CPAC he stopped over two million fake ballots from getting into the mail stream. Two million, everybody. In one he, county. He single-handedly saved the state of Texas, and he saved the country. They were going to take Texas with those ballots, with one little click of a computer, and then and take it with, with all those counterfeit ballots. But people need to realize, just like Halderman said earlier in that thing, he said, it doesn't matter if they're like online traditionally or not. They're put into a computer and they're put into that machine to get ready for the election. As it runs, it goes, it just puts in whatever the input is. Remember, you got to have a different input and you get a different output. So I can't wait for tomorrow night and um, uh, we'll have everything up, everybody. Go to fix2021st.com tonight. Tell everybody you can to get this signed up. I want county clerks, everything. We, I've been working on this thing for five months, Brandon. You know I have. Yep. I've been so excited. The lawyers finally let me announce it. I'm going, come on, I want to, I want to announce the defective machines. It's time. It was, on, it, was on, it was the right timing. What are the odds that gal comes up to you this weekend and, and says that to you? And, and by like, the way, by the way, just so you know, Mike, she waited around how long, Logan? Four hours? She waited around at least four hours standing at our booth, waiting her turn and waiting to be able to tell us her story so we could vet her story, find out who she is. Turns out she knows some close family friends of mine for 20 years, uh, but she waited there, Mike, for four hours wow. standing there waiting. Uh, you know, you know ran and she'll go down as a hero. There's, uh, you know, all these heroes in our country that didn't stop that are out there. And I'm going to say this too. If you're out there living in fear or you have a restraining order against you by dominion of these other criminals that are on you, call us up too. Get a hold of us too. We will, I will get you a lawyer. I'll hire some of my lawyers for you. Don't worry. You're not breaking any laws because they put a gun to your head and said, don't that's called, there's a, there's a, there's a law against that. You can't come up to someone and say, don't talk or else. You know, that's mafia, Brandon. That's racketeering. That's uh, I, I believe it's racketeering, you know? Yep. So, all right. Well, good show. Um, I can't wait for tomorrow night, everybody. And uh, 
We'll talk to you soon. All right, that's the Lindell Report. Remember, support what Mike's doing by going to MyPillow.com using the promo code L77. The Worldview Report comes up next, and then Mike Lindell and Attorney General Candidate Matt DiPerno joins me at the 8 p.m. Central Time hour slot around 7.35, 7.38. I'll be joined by two people connected to the Freedom Convoy uh, that's coming here to America. It's on the road now. Then Mike Lindell and Matt DiPerno around 8, 10 Central. And then Annie Cyrus with a very disturbing update about a potential terrorist brought to America, Afghans, who have walked off. Thanks for watching the Lindell Report. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV.